You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. Rolling. Hey guys, welcome to the Afterlife. I'm here with Tommy Wakefield. Hey, on a chilly night in LA. This is like post election. Truly a piercing California cold. I know. Was it sixty? I know. It feels it's like freezing. The tundra out here. Yeah, I, this is actually the first time it's been under seventy in. The history of California. <laughs> like, well, it's like 200, it's like a record. We had like 230 days of 70 plus weather. And now we're freezing cold. I have a parka on. Um, <laughs> so this is just like a catch-up podcast. We have a lot to talk about. There's been a lot going on in the world. Sure. I want to hear your point of view as always, Tommy, because, you know, I have the kind of moderate point of view, which is basically that the world is not going tits up in a ditch. And I agree. Every time I look at, you know, I listen to MSNBC or left-wing media, it always looks like they're planning for a coup. Well, in my opinion, the news media is going to go through an enormous withdrawal. Oh yeah, of drama mm-hmm. because Trump was their star. Oh, he was. He was the best thing that ever happened to them. Um, and Biden is going to be boring. Yeah. So they're going to have to find drama in other places. They are, and they will. And they will. Luckily, I don't think Trump will go away <laughs> at all. He's probably going to purchase OAN. The building next to the fucking <laughs> yeah. White House. He'll get his own uh, network, and then he'll just rabble-rouse from the outside, One I'm sure. American News Network. Well, that is scary to me a little bit, the fact that he will just be around and buying up information and just just putting out a whole bunch of fake news <laughs> and then running in 2024 no way that's Wait, that's gonna be 88 <laughs> i mean apparently that's i mean he'll be younger than joe biden running again if joe biden runs again joe biden won't run again he says he will he just said that to get elected he won't so it'll be Trump v Kamala Harris if he can, if he can unless he gets primaried. I hope it's not. I hope Kamala Harris gets primaried. <laughs> who by Bernie? Who's going to be ninety four? Bernie's out. I don't know by who. We got nobody. No, AOC is too young, and everyone hates her for some reason because of the propaganda. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, do you? She's the best. I'm obsessed you like, with her. Okay, first of all, why is she saying that calling her AOC is sexist? I don't get that she whole thing. She doesn't say that. Yes, she sure does. What? She doesn't want, that's her want Twitter to, handle. I know, but she does not want to be referred to as AOC. She thinks that's sexist. I don't know how that's sexist, but I. I'm gonna have to check it. Yeah, that, clip. that could be fake news because I definitely heard that. From, seems ridiculous. Because I go back and forth with David Pakman. Did you introduce me, to David Pakman? Mm-hmm. I like David. I Pac-Man. like David Pakman. He he because he's one of these guys. He'll talk to people who are idiots mm-hmm. on show and he won't condescend them so I really appreciate that and although he thinks Trump is an evil piece of shit he definitely seems to have a little bit of empathy for the people who supported Trump or at least Republicans he is of all the people that I consume the most moderate and reasonable of yes. the left-leaning voices yes 
And um, he does interview people who are a little bit radical, and he does so in kind of an old school way where he's all Socratic method. He's all, I'm going to ask the right questions and let you fall into a hole by yourself. Yes. And if I am condescending, it'll mostly be in a response like, oh, interesting. Yes. You know? Now, what I think is going on, this is what I'm afraid of. So when Obama got elected, it gave rise to all the militia groups. Yes. Almost every militia group started in 2008. <laughs> yeah. Right? Coincidentally, so, and then... But Fox, they're not racist. But they're, they're not racist. Americans. They just love America. <laughs> and uh, and they did all sorts of garbage, like when Michelle and, and Barack did a fist bump. They're like, is that a terrorist fist bump? What's going on? When he wore the tan suit. Yeah, the tan... What was it they wore the tan suit? They said that was, it was somehow... Controversy. It was like what was a controversy? or it was... Um, just casual news. yeah just so being like nothing was ever good enough yeah the obamas so we're gonna go back to that type of stuff where everything is somehow you know the fox news is definitely gonna be so upset about trumping out of office although i don't think they really like well, Trump at this point. the other thing about joe biden that was not true about obama is biden's gonna have a lot of gaffes in yes. a similar way to trump did where trump is always kind of saying the wrong thing and putting his foot in his mouth we're going to have some of that Oh, yes. The difference is that Joe Biden is kind of innocently sweet, and he's a nice man who's just kind of goofy and dumb Yeah, sometimes. and has a penchant for smelling little girl's hair. That's all. Okay, sure. I'm sure his that team is, is like- creepy. His team is going to be like, you cannot touch another woman. Ever. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, Trump is truly a malignant narcissist who is just like- incapable of taking any criticism at all yes at all just in any way so biden's not really going to battle yeah the media in these interviews he's not going to have a daily soundbite no i think i think biden will be he'll be gone (laughs) for a lot of it you just won't see him that much yeah he's gonna be taking a lot of naps sure he won't be golfing and he, he won't be vacation. Play yeah, full eighteen holes. He'll just be in his in his I guess his bunker at the, uh, <laughs> the White House. A different bunker. Um, it's going to be very interesting to have because I do, I do believe I do believe that there was a Trump derangement syndrome. I do think that is an actual thing. I think people were so upset about Trump that they lost their fucking minds. I feel like a lot of liberals just lost their minds, and it, it bugged me. It did just it got to me after a while. You know what I mean? Uh, I think it was super, super annoying having everyone going crazy. But I think that some of that craziness was definitely justified. Because I think Trump was in many ways as bad or potentially as bad. Like, people were freaking out about the potential. Yes. And he never fully achieved his, like, tyrannical dictator potential. So far, we'll see what happens with the coup. This is kind of a media thing. I don't think there's going to be a coup. It is scary what he's doing in theory, but I think there's enough of uh, of an infrastructure in America where nothing will happen. Yes. But yeah, it'll be a relief to have everybody chill out. And also Republicans, and I've always said this, Republicans at their base, at their core, are though they might be a little militant, they can be means, they're just kind of nerds. They yeah. like rules, and they follow the rules. I don't see a lot of... I haven't heard any Republican pundits or Republican congressmen who are sort of advocating something like a coup. Not one person no have I heard. No one's advocating a coup, but it has been a bit disheartening. The, the Republicans are in a weird spot. 
because Trump is done. Trump's yeah. done for. Yeah. But he still has a shit ton of supporters. And they have to kind of ride this line right in the middle where they are admitting that he's lost because they don't want to be like weird conspiracy theorists, but they also don't want to go against him. Yes. Because he's maybe about to become this influential right-wing figure who has a ton of supporters. And if he purchases a news network, he'll have this massive amount of influence where maybe he could tank their political careers if they're vocally saying that Joe Biden won. So it's kind of a... Yeah. Limbo, Republican limbo. Who do they? And even now, yeah. Republicans, no Republican, even they're saying, hey, listen, it looks like Joe Biden's going to be president. No Republicans are like, stop. Stop with the lawsuit. Stop with the litigation. It's stupid. What are you doing? You're destroying the country. They're all just like, hey, let the legal process unfold the way it's supposed to unfold. I mean, it's the legal process, right? They're all just... Uh, playing kind of naive and dumb, like, well, I don't know. I wasn't there. Maybe they did see voter fraud. Maybe there was millions of fake ballots being <laughs> driven in on Biden-Harris trucks. And if you listen to Republican pundits, a lot of them think, well, we don't know yet. This could ch- this could change. Yeah. It's a long shot, but it could change. Which brings me to my, my tweet, my viral tweet. I'm so happy because I got a viral tweet. So my tweet is, Republicans, colon, what are our chances? Like one in a hundred, rest of America, colon, more like one in a million Republicans. And they have the gif with Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber going, so you're telling me there's a chance? Silly little gif. So, Excellent internet memeage. But I got retweeted by the illustrious and insta-famous Sarah Cooper. Yeah. Who's on the billboard right next to Legendary. us. Legendary. And uh, so I woke up with all these retweets. I have... I have 3,337 likes and 416 retweets right now, and uh, I gained two Twitter followers. Uh, but I do Twitter think, I wish that, uh, that what's her face, Holly, Holly, what's the chick's name? Holly, the woman in this meme. She was in, I used to have such a crush on oh, her. Oh, I don't remember her name. I wish she'd retweet it. Anyway, so um, I think that is kind of the thing, is that these Republicans are like, well, you never know. Things could change in double jeopardy. I hear a lot of people on the right comparing it to Russiagate, and I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> what I do you think, mean? Uh, a lot of people are saying, oh, so in 2016, after the election, you guys can have two years of Russian conspiracy theories, but Donald Trump can't even investigate a legitimately suspicious election result when they keep saying... Uh, all these quote-unquote midnight votes. Yeah, what's that about? It's I so haven't really stupid. been following they're, the fraud they're allegations. They're acting like it's so unbelievable and strange that all the mail-in votes went for Biden over Trump. Yeah. When we all knew this was going to happen. Yeah. And Donald Trump knew this was going to happen. And that's why for literally months, he literally told us exactly what he was going to do. Yeah. He said there's going to be a lot of voter fraud. And then there was. I mean, come on, Tommy. That's not a coincidence. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He literally said, I'm going to act like the mail-in ballots are fraudulent. Then he tried to sabotage the post office. He tried to suppress the votes in multiple different ways. He tried to cheat. How do you suppress the votes? Same way as the Republicans always do. Just Just like fat guys with guns outside of polling stations? Because I didn't really hear a lot about that. 
Well, the, let's let's talk about the fat guys with guns out of polling stations because <laughs> was that happening a lot? Because I feel yeah, like I would see more it was videos happening of it. all over the place. <laughs> really? When the Republicans are saying that their poll watchers were turned away and told they couldn't observe, that's the fat guys with guns. That's the Proud Boys. That's the Proud Boys. Okay, <laughs> every single polling station had Republican observers in equal numbers to the Democratic observers. Yeah, they also had fat Proud Boys with guns. And they were like, hey, you can't be in here with a gun like a psycho. <laughs> really? Like, I didn't know this that. This is election fraud. This is election fraud. They're saying I can't hold my AR-15 next to the polling station. At the head of someone counting ballots? Really? <laughs> There's, this is election fraud. <laughs> there were Republicans in every single polling station, as there always are. Yes. And, and the other thing is like, they told us we had to stand 200 feet away. And they brought binoculars too, right? <laughs> yeah. So stupid. <laughs> but But... It's funny because, on the one hand, the Republicans who are standing six to ten feet away are seeing all of this election fraud happening. But on yeah. the other hand, we can't see enough from... They're making a stand ten feet back, so we can't see. Yeah. So they can both see everything and see and nothing they can't at the see same nothing. time. Yes. There's all these... And the other thing is, there's literally not one shred of evidence. If they had it, they would have brought it forward. So that's the thing. I, I think that even if there is, because apparently people come forward and go, oh, I, I did this or I did this or I dumped a thing or I made a fake ballot. You'd have to have that in the hundreds of thousands yes. for it to be legitimate. You'd have to overturn three states for Trump to win. Three states that at this point he's losing by tens of thousands of votes. Yeah. Philadelphia and Georgia is over 10,000 votes. So the amount of fraud that would have to, that would have to happen is just sort of overwhelming in every state. And we're talking about we didn't take back the Senate. We lost a ton of seats in the House. Yes. We barely won in multiple states yeah. in terms of the presidential election. And yet this is a grand conspiracy in <laughs> only the states that Joe Biden won. I do think that the saving grace in terms of all the crazy nationalists and Republicans, hardcore Republicans, is that we did, that they did actually... Um, take a lot of the house and they look like they're going to have the majority in the senate so they're kind of being a little bit sanguine about that they're like, okay cool well at least we have that because if they lost the senate and the house totally it'd be a lot worse there probably. might be a lot more guns and fat guys out there <laughs> and the other thing is that they're complaining about the type of voting system that was implemented in some of these swing states but it's the exact same system that was implemented in multiple states where they won yeah. So that's why it's like they're kind of fucked in similar ways to like Arizona and Nevada. They wanted them to keep counting. So yeah. they had protesters chanting, count the vote. <laughs> and in Michigan and Philadelphia, they had people saying, stop the count. <laughs> stop the count. So it's like there, there's too many crossovers and uh, things where there's they're contradicting themselves to have any legitimate argument. Well, what do you think about the argument that, okay, we have till January 20th. There's no world where Trump is going to be holed up in the Oval Office, snoring cocaine with a machine gun, like, say hello to my little friend. It's going to be, eventually, there will be an answer. Eventually, there will be something, enough satisfaction in the legal front. Because I don't, I don't think you're going to get enough granted lawyers will do what they do for their client, but I don't think there's going to be enough to find. So I feel like people can chill a little bit because obviously they're not going to find enough stuff. They will probably find some voter fraud. And look, 
there's definitely voter fraud. I don't want to throw my dad under the bus, but I know when he got mail-in ballots, he just signed Trump for my mom, too, who would never vote for Trump. So right. I think so, that just exists on both sides, but they're not going to look for that. I think there might be some small-scale, like, familial-type sure. things like that. But the idea that they're driving into the polling place with these covert CIA vans and dumping fake Biden ballots into the thing is ridiculous. Radio flyer wagons pulling into right, the station. Right. There's also a bunch of votes who probably they marked it wrong and it didn't get counted or yeah. something got lost in the mail. I mean, like these these things happen. Yeah. But uh, ultimately, all of the votes were from registered voters. Yeah. And... Uh, so there were no dead people. No, that were there's no dead people voting. One thing that I have heard brought up is that some of the ballots had a birth date of like 1900. Mm-hmm. But what that is, is that is if they don't mark their birth date, that is like the default. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's like 1900. That's a dead person. That's a dead person voting. But it's always the same date. It's like the first oh. uh, of the month in 1900. So it's like... Uh, it's not actually someone who's that old. Yes. It's just uh, like a system error. So you don't think that... that so dem- in 1905, right? It's all the same exact year. All these dead people have the same birthday for some reason. <laughs> it's kind of like in uh, if you go on these uh, dating apps, someone puts their age 99 years old. Right. They just don't want to put their age down. Sure. Got it. So I guess my question is, why are, why are Democrats freaking out? You go on Twitter and people are like, it's like Chicken Little, the sky is falling. Like, oh my God, America's democracy is falling apart and blah, blah, blah. Like, what's the big deal about like letting it play out? Because obviously it'll play out. It's only been over a week. Right. So it's not going to, if it goes on for a month, then maybe we have a different problem. But it doesn't seem like that's going to happen because most of it's just been shot down anyway. Uh, I think so, it's a combo. I think on the one hand, you, ha- you have things like uh, Pompeo. Uh-huh. I think, I forget what he's doing now the trump administration they keep getting shuffled around everyone keeps getting fired and rehired i think he might be the chief of staff yeah, he's still point. there yeah he's still there because he made a joke he said will there be a peaceful transition he goes yeah there will be a peaceful transition to trump's second term yeah which was obviously a joke i don't think it was a joke because he kind of had like a little chuckle <laughs> in his voice i'm beyond the point of giving the trump administration <laughs> the benefit of the doubt of a chuckle <laughs> but i hear what you're saying because even even this the sense a peaceful transition to a Trump second term doesn't make any sense. This is an oxymoron, so that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. So I think he was trying to make a joke, and and the liberal media went crazy, you know, right. which I guess I understand. But it's really playing to these people the Bill Maher f- fear of him just refusing to leave. Well, I think the other thing is the liberals, like the media, are going to have a drama withdrawal. I oh think yeah, they're just traumatized. It's like dating. It's like going. It's like being in a relationship. Have you ever had? female friends and i'm going to make it female who were in an abusive relationship with like a cokehead yes oh yeah i have one in particular (laughs) and you're like you're like get out and they're like no but he's got some good qualities and da da. and you're like okay talk and then two years later they kind of love it they kind of love the drama they're kind of there for the drama they kind of love to feel (laughs) they kind of love to feel they don't feel awful they just want to you like, just want to feel so I'm alive. Every time he hits me, I feel pain. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so I human do f- beings, man. So I do, I don't know what the media is going to do because the media is definitely addicted. And, and look, I'm pretty sure I don't know what the numbers are for this, but I'm pretty sure that 
every uh, news media station got very rich in the past four years. Crazy psycho ratings during the election. Yes. I, I think mean, for the past four years, is the best ratings MSNBC's ever had, yeah. CNN's ever had. So when this is over... And let's talk about the independent media grifters. What's that? I mean, over the past four years during the Trump administration, we have seen the rise of YouTube political commentators, yeah. right? In a way, like, they, these people existed before in terms of your Ben Shapiro's, your yeah. Stephen Crowder's. Uh, I am a fan of some of them too, including David Pakman. All of these people have gotten huge subscriber boosts. Yeah. But there's also... Like Candace Owens, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, there's these two brothers, these black conservatives. Oh yeah, brothers, the Hodge guys. twins. That's the what it Hodge is. Twins. Fucking idiots. <laughs> Anyways, all these people are grifters, and they don't know anything about politics. They're just like, I'm gay and I'm pro Trump. I'm this and I'm pro Trump, and they're all getting tons of views on Facebook from eighty year old white people. Yeah, and their entire business model just collapsed overnight. So where are they going to go? Where is all of this angry Trump internet energy going to disperse to? Well, I know the Daily Wire keeps saying that they're going to come back bigger and stronger than ever, and they just hired Candace Owens. Oh, God. Because they're like, oh, we won't be all white men. We'll get a black woman. How amazing will that be? Oh, my God. That'll legitimize us. She is the worst, but she's also, she's intelligent. She's not a dum-dum. So when you listen to her, like out of 10 things she says, four of them are, okay, that's a solid point she makes. And she talks a million miles an hour. So I don't think of, she's dumb. I just think she's completely morally bankrupt. And I yes. just think she's, she's a grifter. She mm. will say whatever she has to say to become a famous, wealthy news contributor. And so she's crushing it in that respect. She's crushing it. You don't think that she's coming from a place of moral uh, objective, like where she's kind of really feeling this is her her duty to America. You think it's just like, man, this is a good money grab? Uh, I think it's a combination. I think that she is one of these, like, in her core, like, defiant, nobody tell me what to think or do type people. That's where it starts. Yeah. And I can relate to that. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing stand-up comedy. There's a lot of people who probably told me that wasn't a great idea. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you, I'm a stubborn I'm a stubborn <laughs> son of a bitch, so I get it from that yes. uh, side of it. But I also think there's like this whirlpool of confirmation bias mm-hmm. where she was a liberal, she was a left-leaning person for most of her life, and then you see this one-year shift where suddenly she had what she calls the Great Awakening, and suddenly her eyes were opened and now she's a conservative and she supports Trump and she has all the same exact right-wing talking points as every other person and she's making tons of money and getting flown around the country to these press conferences to talk about how she's black and all the great things that Trump has done for black people. In like one year, you can literally track really? her political what was the, evolution. What was her great, what, what happened? Did something happen? Yeah, the money, the money <laughs> happened. Money and opportunity. <laughs> She was there. You can find videos of her literally saying the exact opposite of what she believes now and getting paid nothing. Ah. And now she's like one of the most famous people in the country for spewing, uh, you know, lunatic. Well, it's also, look, I do believe this. I know that when fellow comedian Owen Benjamin went from LA liberal quasi celebrity yep. to right wing pundit. Slash neo-Nazi. He has the song where he sings the N-word a bunch. Oh, so crazy. I don't get that. What I mean, a talented the, boy. <laughs> but um, 
I, you know, he he's also a very smart guy too. You know, I think he is an intelligent person. You talk to him, and he and I've heard him defend his move to the Republican Party in a way he says it goes, look, when people move, now he has a kid, he has a family, <clears throat> sure, and he has a home, and he moved out of the city. He goes, once people move out of the city into rural areas, a lot of Republican ideology starts making a lot more sense, and it just happens with a lot of people. And that does seem to, be, I mean, look, if you look at America and you look at the red versus blue, it's like when there's a lot of land, there's a lot of Republicans. When there's very little land, very little space, a lot of Democrats. It does kind of play out how people live. Hmm. I hear that, but I was also kind of like, I think part of it is just who you're surrounded by and what your social circle, social circles look like. Because a lot of politics for most Americans who are not that invested in the details of policy is uh, who you're getting lunch with and making the... Uh, you know, just smoothing over the social relations at your church, mm-hmm. at your local bar. You know what I mean? Why mm-hmm. Why would you want to make a whole bunch of enemies yeah. with your neighbors? Yeah. Well, what do you think about the idea that a lot of these sort of newfangled Republicans are espousing that um, something about the Democratic Party, they believe whether this is true or not, and I'm sure there is some truth to that, that if you provide too much of a of a network, too much of a safety net, a government-funded safety net, that you will cater to people's lesser, lesser, uh, whatever character. You know, they will, they will then. It was the same thing with with our 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 patron, right? Who had given money for the podcast and stuff like that, and she said, "Look, look, I don't want to give money if it's going to make you lazy." That is a belief that a lot of people have. It and, is. And I don't think it really plays. I mean, for creatives, it's definitely not really why we're here. You know, no. we're not in it for money. We always want to be creating, but I do think there's something to be said that um, for the fact that when you're when you have to get a job, you'll fucking do what you got to do to get a job, even if it's not necessarily the job that is, you know, your passion. It's like a strict father morality mm-hmm. that conservatives have. Yeah, where they feel like a parent a certain responsibility to uh you know like if you spoil the child then the child will have a harder life yes (laughs) but they feel that towards random people who are adults yes and um and there's also something there is something about human nature human nature is definitely not monolithic in any way so that i can't tell you how many friends i have who are the children of rich parents Mm mm-hmm who get really fucked up and they get addicted to drugs because it sort of takes away their ability. They're like, well, what do I have to do? What do I need to do to make my life succeed? Right. They don't need to do anything, so why not bang a bunch of hookers and travel the world and have a lot of fun? That's true. That is 100% true. But I also don't think that any of these social safety net programs that are being suggested are things that would lead to anywhere close to a comfortable or luxurious life. They no, are, we are literally talking about the bare minimum in most cases. Yes. I will say this about Obama too. I used to, as a theater actor in New York, so I'd do theater and I'd get a guest star on a TV show that would pay like eight grand. Yeah. And then from that, you could get unemployment for a full year. That's cool. And sometimes that would be $400 a week, which isn't enough to live high off the Nothing. land. Yeah. But it's, you know, you can get by with a couple other gigs here and there. 
So, um, but during the bump, they cut it to six months. Mm. And that fucked me up. And it made me have to get a little bit more creative with how I made money. You know what I mean? Sure. So, um, I don't really know what that means. But I do think that, uh, <laughs> that there, there is something about the idea of making people, and even Obama felt this way, like, okay, you got to get off your ass to a degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we will protect the people who really need it. The thing that has always bugged me about the Republican ideology is they don't believe any in any victimhood about anything. Like it's not like anything bad can happen. Anything bad happens to you, you can figure it out. But my thing with the Republicans is they absolutely believe in victimhood if it's anything to do with Christians or whiteness <laughs> or the election. You know what I mean? The war on Christmas. The oh war. On, that's not conservative victimhood to yes. me. Every single year on Fox News, all they do is cry and cry and cry about what victims they are and how their status as the majority is being threatened and everyone hates them. Just You can't even say you're a Republican anymore without people getting crazy. You know what I mean? It's the same exact thing, yes. except the difference is you can say you're a Republican and you're not probably in danger of getting violently attacked by a bigot. Unless it's on Twitter. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you might get attacked on Twitter. But I, I would say that the difference in comfort between a conservative Republican and like a black trans person is yes. way different. But they act like it's worse for them. Yes. I've always said this. Like humans are going to be humans and they're going to be flawed and they're going to be greedy and they're going to be grifters across the sure. board. They're going to get what they can for free. I mean, I can't tell you. I know rich people who are on TV shows long running TV series who took unemployment. I'm like, do you really need to take unemployment <laughs> yeah. during quarantine? Really? Is that something you need to do? Yeah, I feel that. You know. So um oh speaking of speaking of the change in the uh, the the world right now, what do you think about all the all the measures that got passed to legalize weed? We're getting close. Super good. Super happy about it. Let's talk about Oregon. Oregon cocaine is now decriminalized. Now, decriminalized what does that mean? all drugs. All drugs. Heroin too. I believe all drugs. Oh wow. So what does that mean though exactly? Uh, does that mean you can go to Starbucks and start doing lines? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm not going there. It's <laughs> it definitely doesn't mean that it's all still illegal. And yes. can be taken away. And to sell it is still a criminal activity. Okay, to sell it, but to have it. But to if you just have it you're not going to be put in jail for like 20 years, and which is, I think is ultimately a good thing. Yes. But the metric for what you have to consume for you and what you have to distribute, I'm sure there's some, well, if you have this amount, what well, if he's like, look, I just like my cocaine. That's why I have four bags of it in my car. Right, right. Well, you might get busted as a dealer at that point. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I haven't super looked into the details of the new law, but I think ultimately it is a move in the right direction. Yeah. The and war on like drugs the, I like that they're leaving it up to the states, to be honest. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's very Republican of you, Tommy, living up to the states. Well, I like I like states being able to be in control of a lot of things, just uh, not some things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think about? So Biden came out and he goes, "Look, we got to." He goes, "I figured out <laughs> how to handle this pandemic. You got to wear your masks, people." I mean, that seems to be his only mantra right now for COVID is wear masks. Well, I think on an individual basis, that's kind of all we can do yeah. in terms of like what he is suggesting for the average person. 
The vaccine is coming. Did you um, hear that Pfizer announced the vaccine like two days after the election? I know. What was that about? I don't know. But it's it got to be a political move. Feels intentional. <laughs> but how would that work in terms of just for his Trump's legacy, or is that is that a move to maybe make the electors change their mind about who they're going to nominate? Because eventually, uh, the electors have to cast their votes, right? What do you so, mean? Well, oh, you mean the electoral college people? Yeah, the people they oh. are human beings, sure. and they have to cast their vote based on what they're saying. But there's nothing in the Constitution that says they have to cast based on the vote count. People <laughs> always talk about this. Like I remember during the Democratic primaries when I was like in with the Bernie people yeah. back in 2016, they were like, "Hillary's not the best candidate." True. <laughs> <laughs> so when we actually get to the primary, because neither of them reached the threshold. We have to go there and convince all of the delegates to vote for Bernie because they're individuals and they can, at the end of the day, vote for whoever they want. That never happens. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to happen this time. Maybe there'll be one person who's like, you know what? But not going to be enough. Yeah. And then they, they'll never get hired to do it again. <laughs> Has there been anything about abortion rights on a statewide level that happened? Has there been any backtracking or moving forward? On the ballot? I don't know. I didn't hear anything about that. <sighs> I haven't heard anything on the abortion conversation outside of that if it gets taken to the Supreme Court now, it might get struck down because the majority. Yeah. And I love how Trump said, "This will go to, we're going to take this to the Supreme Court. It's like, motherfucker, there is a whole... To get to the Supreme Court is yeah. a lot of steps. Yeah, but he doesn't know how government works. <laughs> we're going to go straight to the Supreme Court. No, you're not, you fucking... Dude. I heard an interesting point being made that McConnell, classic McConnell being a shifty little rattlesnake uh mcconnell in a way by pushing through amy coney barrett took away one of the main reasons to vote for trump yeah you know what i mean like if he had left the seat open now people have to elect trump yeah because we got to get that seat the seat's open whoever wins is going to fill it but mcconnell they're saying convinced trump to forget about the stimulus package which would have actually helped people and uh -huh. focus on the supreme court seat because he convinced trump that if he put amy coney barrett in there then that would secure him re-election even if he lost because they could take it to the supreme court but meanwhile he's thinking you'll get amy care and then we can get you the fuck out you can get you the fuck out also he believed that trump was probably going to lose anyway yeah so <sighs> shifty old mitch <laughs> and what do you think about the court packing thing that is all in the news that the, um, is I, that, is I, that, well, I don't think Biden will pack the courts. I think you could pack the courts. I don't know how I feel about it personally. Yeah. Um, it's funny that we go back and we keep wondering, what does the Constitution say? The Constitution was, you know, there was how many people in the fucking country then? Like and 40? And they were all in the room writing the thing? <laughs> we, anticipate, we anticipate any of this fucking shit. They go, well, what the Constitution? Constitution, there's a lot of fucking loopholes. That you yeah. can find if you really want to, you know. The, <laughs> Even the Electoral College is not part of the Constitution. No, dude, fuck the Electoral College, for real. They should abolish it. Yeah. Absolutely. They've almost abolished it twice already, and they just, uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. What is the reason that they won't abolish it? What, is there a... Because it's partisanship. The Republicans that? would lose if they abolished it. But do they have a, a, an argument that they can seem convincing? No. No. Not even close. I mean, their argument would probably be, 
oh, the, the rural farmers. Yeah. The farmers' voices won't count anymore. What about all the people's voices who aren't counting right now? Yeah. All yeah. the Republicans in California have no voice. And I'll tell you what, if it was just a popular vote, a lot more people would vote. Yes. Because then you'd feel like, because like, in California, I mean, I could vote. Yeah. You know, but do I need to vote? I mean, down ballot, maybe there's some stuff I'd pass. But in general, like, I'm just going to line up with every liberal thought. And a lot of the, a lot of the acts, like the act to, for Uber drivers, and I don't know what the fuck is going on, propositions and shit. Yeah. I, you know, all the different ads. I don't know what the fuck is going on with that. Sure. They're very misleading. Yeah. Prop 22 got passed because they put like $4 billion into all these ads. And was Prop 22 in California again? Prop 22 is the Uber and Lyft benefits ad. That's how they're spinning But it basically it. means that you have to be a full-time Uber or Lyft driver now, right? Mm, and you can't just do it part-time. I don't think so. I think that this is their way to keep doing things the, the way that they had been doing it. And in exchange, they're going to give the Uber and Lyft drivers benefits, but they're like tiny benefits that... Yeah. The Uber and Lyft companies essentially wrote the prop to be yeah. as beneficial to them as possible, which is why I voted against it. Yeah. Because it's not really good. But it's not really good for gig workers and freelance workers. It's not really good for gig workers and freelance workers, but all the ads said, hi, I'm a gig worker and a freelance worker and I support Prop 22 because it's going to make my life so much better and in I every a, way. I have to drive with my baby in my lap the whole time and yeah. now I can feed my baby. Yeah. L hi, I'm a <laughs> working mother and I have a family of 20 kids and they're all disabled <laughs> and if you pass prop 22 then you're killing at least four of them yeah <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> well i guess i'll just have to vote for it then and another exciting thing is that psilocybin the active ingredient in mushrooms is now legal i think in oregon as well hmm. so in other words you can get medical mushrooms really i'm pretty sure oregon is now amsterdam yeah that's crazy. So you can go, and I guess you can purchase mushrooms. I don't know what the legal process would be. You go to a place like, uh, why do you need this? Oh, I'm depressed. Here you go. Here's your mushrooms. You know, I'd have really thought something like that would happen in Nevada before yeah. it happened in Oregon. I always thought Nevada was the state where you could just do whatever. The f like, it's basically as libertarian as it gets in Nevada. You There's no laws. There's one cop in Las Vegas, and he has a <laughs> six-shooter, and he rides a horse, and the rest of it is just like... Whatever you do in the desert is your business. <laughs> but apparently Oregon is taking the lead on that. Yeah, no, they're going to be like they're going to be like that place Christiana in uh in Denmark, which is like a walled city inside Denmark where you can just deal drugs and hash and <laughs> do whatever the, the fuck purge. you want. Yeah. That's pretty exciting, man. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I think this whole thing is a little bit overblown. It's funny to watch. It's funny to uh to see liberal I, I i think that liberals are kind of like having a pregnant wife or girlfriend <laughs> okay <laughs> because they're going to react emotionally to a lot of shit <laughs> and sometimes there's no logic or reason to the reaction right but it's but you have to look at the emotions go okay these emotions are still valid it's a fear and you have to have be have empathy yeah for these emotions but the tricky thing is, is you got to, in your own head, analyze all the emotions and figure out the math, the emotional math behind why this is happening. Uh -huh. But then the way that you verbally respond to them has to be taking them completely serious and not telling them 
that you mm. are calculating the emotions because if you tell them, they'll get upset. Yes, yes. So you just got to silently figure out in your own body, oh, everything's fine. This will blow over. But yes. in the moment, you got to act like, oh, this is a serious issue and I'm right there with you. So what do you think is going to happen with Black Lives Matter now? Because obviously mm. this doesn't solve the problems of Black Lives Matter. It doesn't solve the problems with defunding the police or police brutality. So do you think that that will sort of go away naturally or do you think the second another dubious call is made by a police officer it's just going to ignite everything back or do you hmm. think that people will at least that's ha- a tricky one have some faith in the fact that the new administration will handle it better i think if there is a new george floyd video we're right back in it yeah that's what i think too because keep in mind that, the, that it was during Obama that Michael Brown happened, which right. started the whole thing. Sure. Exactly. Ferguson all happened under Obama. So just having a Democrat in office will not change anything. I do think the widespread, like, every single person in the streets had a lot to do with COVID and yeah. Trump and people are out of work and they've been locked inside for three months. That was kind of like a perfect storm in terms of like, because that was the biggest protest in history. Was it? Yeah. Like numbers wise. Yeah. Of average people just in the streets. Huge. Now, what do you think about the idea that I was out celebrating the Biden? It was actually really remarkable to see just on in Boys Town and San Monica Boulevard. Just it was a block party. I think it every was. big city in America had a big friggin block party. Which is kind of cool, and I was there for it. Yeah. But then there was a part of me, because I was still working on this movie where I have to get COVID tested twice a day, where I was like, yeah, this is cool. And I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Because it also didn't feel safe. I did the drive-by honking. I drove through, <laughs> and I went, eh, 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 eh. Yeah. And I had, uh, I had somebody roll down their window and be like, nice Bernie sticker. <laughs> and I was like, we'll get him next time. <laughs> Is there a new Bernie? Is there going to be a? Is there another Bernie who could take the? I've think, been thinking about that. I do you don't, think the AOC's AOC can't run next election? Can she? Twenty twenty four. I think she can, but it's too early. Yeah. Some maybe, people on the left want that to happen, and I don't. I think it's dumb. Yeah, she's got to be scandal free for sure. She's scandal free for now, and I think she will be. I think she's the real deal in terms of like being a good person. Yeah. But, you know, a decade in politics will fuck you up regardless. Yes. The mandate for 2024 for Democrats for sure will be a female president. Whether so? it's Kamala Harris or whoever, if they get some of the primary here. I think it's just going to be, they just have to cover all their bases. I Yeah. I personally think that... That bugs me because most of my favorite picks maybe aren't ladies. I'd be totally behind a good lady. But it'll probably be Kamala. Like, if they're yeah. focusing on it being a lady, it's got to be her, right? Yeah. And so once we have a black female who's also South Asian, right? Right. She, she covers a lot of boxes covers except for boxes. being good. <laughs> so once, once we have her in office, and we have her as a VP now, but if we have her as president, do you think that's going to allay a lot of the <laughs> intersexual sort of mantra? Is, you think it's going to make them chill out a bit? No. <laughs> Nothing will ever make them chill out. See, this is why I think it's important that we have two parties. It'd be nice if we had three, but we're, we're always, look, the law of the universe 
is entropy, right? So everything is moving forward. Everything is moving towards towards some form of chaos and openness, right? Sure. You need a force to combat that. You need the enthalpy force, mm-hmm. the counter, countervailing force to everything just kind of going like in the direction of the Roman Empire, right? Right. We need that. If we don't have that, the world will be, it will go fucking crazy. We do need the nerds kind of holding down the other end of the seesaw. <laughs> and I, sure, and I feel yeah. that so many Democrats and liberals just don't see that or they don't acknowledge that or they don't believe that. Do you know what I mean? Well, for me, the nerds are firmly holding down the seesaw and have been overly holding down the seesaw for too long. If by the nerds, we mean Republicans. Yeah, but think about it, though. Socially, we've been making a lot of progress. A lot. And that's what the nerds are upset about. Of course. Because they can't stop that. Mm -hmm. There is no amount of legislation that is going to stop people from progressing socially. Yes. Yes. What bugs me is I want economic progress. And, like, I want health care. Yeah. And, uh... I mean, the legal weed thing is slowly happening, and that's good. And I want our foreign policy to stop being psycho, where we're just bombing people and wasting a bunch of money for no reason. And that seems to cross partisan lines. It seems like that the seems Democrats, Democrats, Republicans alike. Yeah, they I mean, are both totally on board with the military machine steamrolling <laughs> innocent people as long as they're in other countries. Yeah, exactly. It'd be nice if there was if there was a belief that. We can be number two. What if, <laughs> what if China was number one? We could be number two. Imagine running for president with that as a slogan. Number two, we're still on the podium, guys. Number two is number not three. Bad. We placed. We got bronze. <laughs> Kamala Harris. Number two is not bad. Hey, <laughs> vote for me. We'll just kind of chill out for a while. Because that is the major mantra in so much of America: is we're number one. We're number one. Yeah. And if we take away number one, what's going? I mean. I think that China made massive strides during this quarantine, which would speak to the fact that maybe there is a bit of conspiracy that they released the virus intentionally. Maybe. Because their economy has been blossoming during this. Hmm. I mean, the amount of shit I got on Amazon, it's all from China. No one's going to bring manufacturing back to the... I mean, maybe some things. Maybe Hell no, dude. My pillow. Maybe my a pillow. few things. Nah, dude. But everything's from China. And we all want that. We want cheaper shit. We don't want shit made in America. The, the manufacturing costs are like five times, ten times as much. Hmm. So why the fuck would we do that? People are like, oh, Nike's made by slave labor. Like, yeah, but these shoes are so good. I heard, um, <laughs> I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast uh-huh. briefly. <laughs> and, um, oh, I think it was actually kyle kalinsky the election coverage uh-huh. it was him tim Dillon, and kyle kalinsky and they were talking about what if apple and these other companies gave an option this is a phone that is not made with slave labor uh-huh. and it costs twice as much but you can buy it knowing that you're doing so ethically i think there would be a market for that twice as much maybe i'll buy the i'll buy the slave labor phone i won't really i think i think i would Buy the non-slave labor phone if it was an option. But I don't think they would ever advertise, hey, you want the slave labor phone or the non-slave labor phone? That's what it is, though. That's what it is, though, if we're all being honest. There's the slave labor phone and the non-slave labor phone. And right now, can you even buy a non-slave labor phone? I don't think so. How crazy is that? No. You got to have a phone. 
to be an American. And you keep hearing Apple talk about, oh, we're going to bring manufacture back to America. No, we're not. No, we're not. Why, why would you? Ugh. <laughs> so we have the, the American companies that we I have. I don't even think it would be twice as much, by the way, but I'm just putting that number yeah, out sure, there. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So right now, the only thing that we have in America that is dominating the market is electric vehicles. Although China and Japan are coming strong. Oh, they'll be there. They're going to kill us in like two years. Yeah. Because all we have really is Tesla. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> and in my opinion, part of this, part of the reason we're falling behind is because we're letting the nerds sit on the seesaw, you know? Mm. We have known what the future is going to look like for a long time. In terms of what type of energy, what type of technology, and all this kind of shit. And we've been just sitting in the way, like things like stem cell research. We've been like, no, 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 these are all, we can't do any of these. We got to stop it. But has there been stuff put in place to end stem cell research? Because I know that Donald Trump, his treatment for COVID involves stem cell research. Of course. Yeah. So because these things all keep happening, but we just don't support them. Whereas in countries like Japan, and China, they're fucking cloning human babies, like, from day one. Because they, and I'm not <laughs> saying I'm in support of that. I think that some of the scientific shit they're doing over there is, like, very dubious, yes. morally, ethically. Because yeah. they just don't give a shit. So, in a way, maybe I'm grateful for the, for the nerds. But also, we are going to fall behind... And Inevitably. There's, there's no way to stop them from doing what they do. Now, I did listen, speaking of Joe Rogan, I did listen to his interview with Alex Jones because you gotta. I listened to it too. You listened to it too? Yeah. I didn't listen to all of it. Tim I listened Dillon to a lot and Alex Jones? Yeah. Tim Dillon, Alex Jones. So Tim, D- Tim Dillon's obsessed with Alex Jones. Tim Dillon's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if he's obsessed with, with Alex me, Jones ironically or just he loves the guy. To me, it is like, do you remember when Stephen Colbert went on Bill O'Reilly? Mm-hmm. similar similar dynamic tim Dillon is almost like a satirical version of alex jones where he watched alex jones said this guy is captivating and fascinating and i'm going to do the comedy version of that yeah so yeah i did find that very if you guys not to plug in not like joe rogan needs a fucking plug yeah, i think but, we'll um, be fine <laughs> but um was interesting because joe rogan clearly l- likes alex jones to a degree he likes sure a part of him and he actually thinks he's a smart guy mm-hmm and when Alex Jones was like, we well, you know this is going on in AT and T, and he's like, okay, Alex, you can't just say that. This is why you get deplatformed because you're saying. He goes, blah, blah, blah. and then they look it up, and it's fucking true. Like there is a lot of like yeah. I think he is privy to a lot of corruption. Now where he goes with it is pretty outlandish because he started talking about oh, fucking what was it, Bohemian Grove, and this they're trying. What was the theory? They're trying to create. Um, did you? I didn't get the rest of it, but basically they're. That it's all this massive conspiracy to garner control over over people and get rid of humanity so that right. we are all eventually AI. Like we just want to kill people. Rich people want to kill the masses so that AI can take over and <laughs> take the place of, of just normal working class people. Yeah, I don't... The tricky thing with conspiracies... And especially, like, imagine being Alex Jones and just dedicating your entire brain to the conspiracy realm. Oh, my God. It's going to drive you into a crazy person. Especially yeah. when you're doing a ton of drugs, which he has openly admitted to doing. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like, 
all on Adderall and Coke, and he's an alcoholic. <laughs> How is he still alive, that guy? I don't know. He it's, looks like a walking heart attack. Yeah, for real. It's probably only a matter of time, unfortunately. I mean, on the podcast, Joe Rogan, at the end, is like, you got to stop, buddy. We got to... <laughs> have you ever considered taking a break? Because you're going to die. Yeah. They had like a very kind of heartfelt conversation at the end of that. And yeah. I was like, damn, this is... And you can tell Alex Jones is like, thank you, Joe. You're my only friend. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everyone has abandoned me, rightfully so, but... I definitely don't agree with the idea that there's something very nanny statish about the idea that anything, any tweet, any video that can be misleading gets taken down. I don't know if I agree with that because it's sort of saying like, listen, dummies, you're not going to be able to know this is false, but we're going to tell you. Can't, should we let people kind of figure it out? Are people that dumb or... Too many sheep on the, uh, in the country to figure out that that stuff is misleading. Because part of it is, some of the stuff that's, that is being flagged is opinion. Like what? People say, well, even, even saying, oh, William Barr is starting investigations to look into voter fraud. Which doesn't mean there is voter fraud. Mm-hmm. Like that's... That tweet's taken down. Like, what is misleading about the fact that that is happening? And then they said, well, it's not that the fact's wrong. It's that it lends itself to a broader conspiracy theory right. about voter malfeasance. Right. And that, to me, is just fucking... Then that's a slippery slope. Then it starts, uh, it starts to sound a little bit like 1984 George Orwell. Because uh, people should... I mean, to a degree... I, I tend to agree with you on that, that... It is a little bit nanny statish. There's something very coastal elite about, like, look, we can look at these conspiracy theories and go, no, 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 no. But if you're a farmer in Nebraska, you're going to believe this shit. That's the tricky part. Is it's like I kind of agree with both of the statements that you made in terms of is this kind of condescending and potentially dangerous from the tech companies? perspective yeah. to be able to take down anything and claim it's false yeah yes are there too many stupid people out there to just let any type of misinformation just run wild especially from someone as influential as the president also yes yes so i was like i don't know what the answer is it's well, it seems that the coastal elites which we are <laughs> sure sure is into the idea of a benevolent dictatorship like there is a little bit of 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 arrogance about Look, we'll, we'll get it, guys. Trust us. And I do think that is part of the reason why, and you have to be, and we talked about this in the last podcast, yeah. and I said there are more Latino votes than ever before for, for a Republican Trump. president. And there were. Yeah. And I think, I don't I know don't what the that. numbers are, but I think the same thing with um, the black vote. I think it was the most uh, votes that a Republican got since like 1960 for a black candidate or something like that. Yeah. I mean, for a, a Republican candidate. So, and why, why I think that message got across to them is they don't want to be condescended to. Right. Because obviously in the black community, there is a, there is a lot of like self-reliance and, and machismo and like, I'm going to get things done. And to be told like, oh, we're going to take care of you. is like, no, we can take care of ourselves. I mean, it, it ties into everything about defunding the police because defunding the police is ironically, bizarrely, is sort of a libertarian concept. Yes. Because that's part of the government. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to get that's a small... That's why I like it. <laughs> I'm low-key lean libertarian in many ways that aren't completely nonsensical, which a lot of libertarianism... I mean, you got to call a limit on it after a while. you got to yeah. look at things and say, this will not 
lead to a functioning society. Yeah. But I, I hear what you're saying. I think one of the things that the Republicans need to realize as the demographics are slowly changing is that if they weren't so fucking racist all the time in so much of their messaging, a lot of Latino communities are right on the edge of being conservative. Oh, yeah. Like socially and how in how religious they are. Like they believe in the social fabric and family and oh, nuclear yeah. family. Yeah. Dude, they have so much in common. Yeah. I mean, same with a lot of black families. So many immigrants moving here would be conservative. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, especially for Muslim countries. Yeah. That Christian religious conservatism is almost identical to a lot of the things that the uh-huh. Muslim countries think. Not for sure. Except that they hate each other and their messaging <laughs> is openly and like angrily anti-Muslim so yeah. they could never cross over. Yeah, exactly. Do you think Do you think like a 70-year-old Muslim immigrant is like loving the gay rights parades in the streets? Probably not. No. <laughs> they probably have a lot of in- stuff in common on that. Oh, yeah. Except that, I mean, uh, Latin, I don't know how homophobic the Latin community is. And pretty talk about homophobic. The, the black community areas. is 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 in general pretty homophobic, and right. no no one wants to talk about that. But it is, and I think that that is um, kind of across the board, across races in terms of like the age breakdown. Yeah, I think most people, regardless of race, in my age group, are pretty okay with people doing whatever they want in terms of like gay, straight, whatever. Yeah. Cause we grew up with it as something that was not that big of a deal. Yeah. But well, you did. Yes. I don't know. If I would come out to my dad as gay and I'm not gay, not that there's anything wrong with it, but if I'd come out to my dad as gay when I was 16 mm-hmm. and I love my dad, um, I don't know how we would have taken it back then. Now he has a lesbian granddaughter my daughter Mm -hmm. yes and he's okay with it you know what i mean well that's my point is that a lot has changed in only 20 years oh my god seismic shifts yeah so like uh the overton window has definitely shifted in favor socially at least to liberals but it also it's it's a shame because a lot of the 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 liberal um sort of media loves to play to the celebrities and I just don't think that anyone in the middle of the country gives a fuck what multi-millionaire celebrities say about anything politically. They get annoyed. All those things that happened during the quarantine, the Gal Gadot Imagine song, right. the uh, the Mark Ruffalo, I forget what they did, but they, they, they just, they get really annoyed. Like, don't talk to me like you know what the fucking world is about it's like ricky gervais said like go back to your fucking mansions and like you don't know anything about the real world yeah just take your award and get the fuck off stage <laughs> yeah and i think that's going to get worse you know what i mean i mean the yeah. oscar attendance is less and less and less in terms of people watching it so it's it, look and based on what i learned from that social dilemma documentary on netflix it's just going to get worse the echo chamber is going to get more and more and a sconce yeah. even though people are like oh yeah there's an echo chamber and it's bad they're not going to do anything because it still goes against their profit margin yeah so now you have uh, absolutely now you have all these you have a complete alternative media right you have the right. daily wire you have parlor have you heard about parlor that's new to me okay so parlor i don't know much about it i think it's sort of like it's the the conservative 
Twitter or the conservative Facebook. I think it's like the conservative Facebook. Hmm. So it's basically it's a new site. It's a new newish site. Yeah. Interesting. Where they're all getting off Facebook and they're all getting on Parler, just high five. Oh, it's each Facebook, other. but with Nazis. <laughs> you can say anything on this site. Yeah, we can say what. Yeah. Why yeah, your no, flag? We don't give a shit. You're just a platform. We'll say what we want. Yeah. No, no one will be deplatformed on Parler. Yeah, that's true. Although I still don't think that people, and I've had this discussion with a lot of people. Like, I just don't think that that overt racism really has a place in a broad scale in America anymore. Uh, even if you try to. People can be subtly racist or semi-racist, but... Did you hear what happened today with the Proud Boys? No, what happened? So, for years now, the Proud Boys have been defended by people on the right. They're like, they're not uh, fascists. They're not Nazis. They're just a bunch of guys who love America and, yeah. quote-unquote, protecting Western values. They're anti-Antifa. Anti-Antifa, right. Well, they just appointed a new head and today he came out with a statement that said i'm tired of pretending oh like boy i'm not a nazi what he From said now, yeah he straight up said it what happened to the other guy because wasn't he black yeah and he the new guy said we're no longer going to appoint like token black people we're just going to be who we fucking are now <laughs> and we're all like oh so uh, we were all right the whole yeah, time we were, of course and and that is crazy that is crazy to see because you're like damn but that's how angry and divided it is in some areas. Yeah. Is it really for some people in these like super right wing groups, it comes down to I'm uncomfortable mm -hmm. with diversity. Yeah. And I'm going to fight that to the death with whatever means necessary. Yeah. And I don't think that's the majority. No. But that is the like the most extreme part of the base yeah so that bleeds over yeah and i think sometimes we like to wave away dog whistles over and over and over and over and then it comes down to oh no that is always we what we're was. right yeah turns out two plus two does equal four i don't know now when i was talking to danny zucker on the podcast who is a, a, an avid trump hater yeah. On Twitter. And he kind of, I mean, he's already sort of famous, but he got even more famous for his arguments with Trump. Um, I asked him, I said, what do you think the disconnect is? Why do you think that all these people in these red states aren't getting the Democratic message that that they actually are for the working class and they do want to help people get into a better, they do want to support farmers and everything else like that? He goes, oh, I don't think that's happening. I think they are getting the message. But clearly, based on this election, they didn't. You know, considering that 70. I think they did. But they just don't care. It's not what it's about for them anymore. What do you mean? Like, clearly, and I think part of it is Trump doing this. Trump made the whole thing about the culture war. Yeah. That is his entire, Trump ran on literally zero policies. Mm -hmm. He ran on the culture war and the libs are not for what we're for. Yeah. And they want to destroy America. They want to destroy America. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. That means we're going to have black kids in the Super Bowl ads. That's <laughs> destroying America. And, uh, and that worked with yeah. a record amount of people. No one has ever voted for Trump in the numbers that they voted for him. 
Luckily, no one has ever voted for Joe Biden. I know, because I think next to Joe Biden, Trump is the most ever nominated, yeah. you know, most votes ever. Crazy amount of votes in this election. Yeah, that's fucking insane. I think part of that is the COVID thing. Part of it is Trump being a super divisive, super motivating figure. Uh huh. I think that the only play Republicans have from here on out is to play celebrities. They can't just have a, they can't have a Republican equivalent of Joe Biden back in the way. They need to have Trump part two, whether it's Don Trump Jr. or some Carlson or some Tucker Carlson or Sean or some, some asshole like that coming about who, who who has garnered some sort of like national media. I agree. I mean, we're talking about who will the Democrats run? Who the fuck will the Republicans run? Oh yeah. Well, people said Don John Jr., which I think is hilarious. God, that would be so cringy. But there's no way he would win. Right? Yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who he would knows? still get votes for sure. I think the bad thing about Don Jr. for the Republicans is like, oh, the, the left would come out to vote against him. Oh, for sure. Whereas if they did someone who had a different last name, who was just as bad, maybe not. Yeah. I'm concerned about the midterms. I think the left is going to lose big. Oh, really? I think the Democrats are going to lose a bunch of seats in the midterms. Yeah. Unless they crush it in the first two years. You mean with the economy? Well, the thing is, the reason I don't think... This is a big problem. Because it's all about the economy, right? Right. The reason Trump... I think Trump would have won in a landslide, unfortunately, without COVID. I think he would have won without COVID, too. Especially against Joe Biden. (laughs) And the Democrats are looking long-term. So stuff like climate change is very long-term. Yeah. In the short term, it's not going to help the economy, probably, Mm -hmm. unless some crazy innovations happen, like nuclear fission or something like that. Yeah. And people don't give a shit about climate change. They They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. And even if people go, well, climate change is real, but, I mean, you heard what Alex Jones said, you know, he's like, Alex... Are you a climate change? And I was like, no, I'm not a climate change, but you know, it has, it has to do with like solar flares and it's the sun and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And we need carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide makes the plants bigger and it makes the world more green. So the more the more coal we produce, the more coal plants that are out there, yeah. the more carbon dioxide, the bigger our trees are. I saw that. <laughs> and you're kind of like, that's bullshit. And then you're kind of like, I don't know. I'm fucking stupid. Is it yeah. true? Back in the dinosaurs, remember the remember the pictures where the dinosaurs and the plants were like eight feet tall? That's because of all the carbon dioxide. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Man, I don't remember if that's exactly what he said, but that could have even been verbatim, and it would have been the same shit. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's basically, we have carbon. uh, He said there are four elements. There's carbon, (laughs) oxygen, water. four elements. (laughs) Carbon, (laughs) oxygen, Water and uh, carbon dioxide, basically, is what it is. And everything's a cycle. We need those four things. So more carbon dioxide. We, j- we get to terror. He said terraform our atmosphere with more carbon. And if you're just a dumb person without a degree, you know, in the shit, which I am. Sure. I mean, me you too. go, oh, okay. I guess if I was a Republican in Nebraska, I might believe that. I'm like, well, okay, Alex Jones, you sound smart because you're wired on fucking Adderall and cocaine. For me, I was just like, I don't understand... Why people on the right are so willing to just accept the word of people who are clearly talking out of their ass. <laughs> like, with the whole voter fraud thing. And I guess I understand that it's confirmation bias and that you kind of just want to believe anything that reinforces what you want to be true. But 
when Trump has based like his entire campaign on lies and he's been debunked over and over and over and almost every single thing that he says, when he says the voter fraud thing, it's like, you're not even going to take it with a grain of salt. You're not even going to do a tiny bit of excess research, but it's just like, they believe that everyone else is lying. Yeah. So they're in limbo. Now, do you think that there is a possible good upshoot of that, which is that there is probably some element of voter fraud or voter irregularity or at least human a human thumbprint on the scale that could be fixed or eradicated because there are some videos if you look that are a little pretty weird they're kind of weird like, like the, what like the, the one guy. the project veritas video that was faked i don't know about that video but the one dude the the the, the he was like a black dude counting ballots and he was like looking at ballots he's like giving it the finger and then trumpling it and throwing it away did you see that video? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> and it looks, I mean, it's pretty weird because he's like going, Ugh, and he crumbles it and throws it away. And he's a black guy. So you're thinking, oh, he must be throwing away a Trump. But then they go, no, he was actually throwing away instructions that were given to him. But if you have, again, confirmation bias, you're like, look at this this black guy giving something the finger and crumpling it up and throwing away. Right. If that only happened 200,000 times, we'll switch the state. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> but if anything, that is proof to me that there was a shit ton of eyeballs on every single polling place. And that yes. if anything weird happened, we'd have a video of it. Yes. And all you need is a few videos for something weird happened. And there would be weird shit happen, of course, because yeah. we are human beings. It was fucking over, what was it? In total, I'm trying to think, probably 160,000 votes or something. Yeah. Now, <laughs> is, is, there, is there a way to do Excuse differently? Excuse me, million. Excuse me. Is there a way to do it differently? Like, is there a way to vote differently so that this wouldn't be... Because if everything was computer generated, then you could be hacked, I guess. Yeah. Is that the idea? Well, that's the thing is when we ask Republicans, what is the solution mm-hmm. to the all of this fraud? They don't have any. This is how it's kind of always been done. And unless you want to go online, which would open us up to all types of controversies. Yes. This is just how it has to be. Yes. Or for the Republicans, everyone counting ballots has to be Republican because right. yeah. they're not shady. There can't even be a Democrat in the room or else it's fraud. Oh, I know. Every time I was like, well, look, these are all, look, these are Democrat mayors who are, who are behind this stuff. So, it, so for them, they're like, well, if there's, if there are Democrat people counting the votes, it has to be fraud. Yeah. There are Republican governors in these states, but there's a Democratic mayor in <laughs> fucking Philadelphia, so the whole state is a fraud. Like like the mayor is in on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. On the flip side, there's this argument. Okay. If you believe, like a lot of liberals believe, and I semi-sort of believe, that Trump is analogous to Hitler, <laughs> you would do whatever you could in your power to get him out of office. Sure. If I was, when I ran, when I was in high school, I ran for like school president. Now, Tommy, I was never that popular kid. Okay. Uh, you know, I had my friends, but I wasn't the, the guy at the party who everyone surrounded and wanted to hear my stories. I've just never been that guy. I mm-hmm. wanted to be, I couldn't be. So I ran for school president. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know what fucking insecurity I was trying to allay when I did that. <laughs> my brother was one of the, the ballot counters. Yeah. Right? And my brother completely cheated to get me to the top three. Okay. Completely cheated. Sure. Just because he's my bro. Yeah. And of course, 
you know, after that, like I got smeared. But um, so I do think that if you really want something to happen and want a result, you might. If I was one of those ballot guys and I had an opportunity to throw away a couple Trump votes without people seeing, I might do that. Now, how widespread was that? Eh, probably not much at all. But did it happen? Of course it happened. You can't say it didn't happen. I would have done it. I'm going to say it's a possibility. Yeah. And there's. I'm also going to say that there's. De- it's definitely not a perfect system. And there's definitely opportunities for errors. Yeah. But I think it's only fair to look at the flip side, too. You look at all of the ways that Republicans influence the elections in terms of, let's look at California. Republicans in California were literally setting up fake drop-off boxes for ballots. Yeah, I heard about that. That's real. That really happened. <laughs> they set up fake drop-off boxes to trick liberals into dropping their mail-in ballots into them across the state. And they were like, hey, you got to stop doing that. And they were like, nah. <laughs> they kept doing it. So it's like... Maybe let's investigate that obvious real thing that actually happened instead of like, or I guess investigate it all. I'm fine with it. Do a recount. That's my thing. Investigate it all because Biden's up by the popular vote like 5 million now. Yeah. That's the other thing is it's like, how pathetic are these people where in this rigged fucked up system where you have voter suppression, you have controlled polling places you have all of these weird systems the electoral college basically everything working in favor of the republicans yeah and you still lost by five million votes yeah and then to try and claim this weird (laughs) technicality with no evidence yeah on top of all of that it's like dude this is embarrassing (laughs) another thing they did is they would have certain polling stations closed and then you'd go to the polling station to vote and there was like a handwritten sign, maybe in crown because it was a Republican, like, <laughs> go here to vote. Yeah. Like redirected. And you'd have to show up to the place to see where it was redirected. It's very frustrating. But I don't know. But we pulled it off. Yeah, we did. Unless it all changes in double jeopardy. Who knows? I think most people, I think most sentient human beings with prefrontal cortexes are like, all right, fine, Biden won. Now let's focus on what we can win. I saw a poll, though, and it said more than half of Republicans are convinced that Trump is still going to win. Really? I don't know if that's like how credible that is, but I saw that on Twitter. (laughs) It was like they polled Democrats. Democrats all believe it's Joe Biden all the way. Yes. And Republicans are like, do you think that there was voter fraud? And they were like, yes. Yes. We think that it's a corrupt election system. (laughs) And we think that Trump is going to pull it out. Not all Republicans, but like maybe. Yeah. And 60%. there was another poll too that said. Um, now that could just be them when, being salty. Yeah. When Trump got elected, I think it was like 55% Democrats thought that it was an invalid election. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that. And so now I think it's 26% of Republicans think that it was valid. So right. like, yeah. Like, I, I think uh, people are mad. People are fucking mad. Regardless, yeah. Yeah. like, and this is the lesser two evils because God, it, look, if you gotta be honest, if Trump had won, mm-hmm. which was a possibility, yeah, sure, it was a real possibility. Oh, um, the Democrats would not take it lying down. They'd be riding in the streets right now, easy, everywhere, easy, everywhere. 
Yeah. That's why every every store, most stores were boarded up pre-election. It wasn't because Biden was going elected because of Trump. <laughs> yeah. That is a weird form of voter suppression. And I don't know if I disagree with it. That's an interesting point. <laughs> I don't think people were in the polling station like, oh, look at those board up shops. I better vote for I better vote for Biden. Out of fear. Yeah. But who the fuck knows? No. Anyway, so I think we solved it. 